I keep recording these homilies, now I have to find time and figure out how to put them on the webpage, but it's coming. I'm going to catch them all up. It's wonderful to have you all here. Churches can be dangerous places. Today's scripture tells us and reminds us that they could be dangerous places. Jesus oftentimes got in trouble in the synagogue. And many times he was scolded. Many times he was challenged. And many times in that time, at the end of his life, they plotted his death to do away with him. Churches can be dangerous places. It was true then, and it's true now. We know that, that churches can be a hot spot. They can be a place where there's many different opinions that people have. And we come together to be able to support each other, to be able to discern what is the will of God and how are we to be able to discern that and to follow that in our lives and in the life of our community. St. Andrews has been preaching the gospel here on this site since 1903. And people have come and been enriched and strengthened by the gospel. But it hasn't always been easy. We've had times where members got dissatisfied and, and left. There's been times, many times, that people have come to the church and not stayed. And when we look at that, it's important for us to be honest, to say, how do we guard this gift? to ensure that our church is a place of life and a place of growth, a place of truth, a place of safety. And it's important for us to be able to do that together. Today, the leader of the synagogue had it completely wrong. What a hard heart, huh? His heart was so hard. You know, he, just, he was bound to know this woman by name. She was in the synagogue. She, that was probably her custom. And she had been coming to that place, praying to God for strength. And yet, no one expected much change. People kind of expected things to just go on like they usually do. And yet, Jesus, when we look at his mission, we see that the Lord wasn't about things just coasting along. He wasn't about things just staying um, without any change. Jesus was one that brought change, brought truth, brought the heart. And so when this leader of the synagogue became indignant that Jesus was curing on the Sabbath, Jesus was working on the Sabbath, and he scolded him, he couldn't even see what everyone else in the crowd could see that they were rejoicing that this woman was healed. How wonderful it was that she was made whole. And it was important because Jesus then challenged them and silenced them by saying, you're judging wrongly. We have to be careful in our lives that we don't fall into the same trap. Sometimes, and as we journey, especially today in this political climate, and in today's age where everyone wants to give an opinion, that oftentimes we're so worried about stating what we believe, what is our right, 
that we forget to keep an open spirit to what the Lord is asking. I love that in our windows that we depict all these biblical truths through these um, different images, and it tells a story. But the most wonderful story of all is the red lines that are woven through each window. The red lines that represent the Holy Spirit that is moving throughout all time, continuing to keep us bound to the one spirit, the one truth of God. That spirit has been present throughout the church and is still present today. The spirit of God that, that dwells with us, that helps us to be able to, to walk humbly, to walk tenderly and lovingly with our God. And so it's important for us to be able to understand that we have a responsibility to help safeguard this house of worship by making sure that we don't go off the rails because that kills a church. It empties a church. The first reading today was so powerful. It spoke, you read that so beautifully. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil. If you offer food to the hungry and you satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom shall be like noonday. Isn't that beautiful? It's a good reminder to us that we have to be careful of what comes across our lips. Not that we speak such evil, but discouraging words, negative words, put out an energy in a community that brings a pall over us, that prevents us from being who we truly are. That we have to be careful that we don't point the finger because we can always look and see everything everyone else is doing wrong. But what we're called to do is to to be self-reflective, to work on our own house, put our own house in order. And if we're so busy telling everybody else how they shouldn't live, or looking at everything that we feel is wrong in the world, then we don't have much time to bring our goodness into the world. There's a requirement in the scriptures that says you can't have faith without actions. It has to be both. You have to be able to to take care of the hungry and to look around to see who's afflicted, that we can lift up, that we can help. It might be hard, not impossible with God. It might be hard for us to pray over someone and they stand up straight like in today's gospel. But wow, every one of us have the power for people who have a heavy yoke or a heavy burden in life, people who are bent over because they are heavy in heart, all of us have a power to be able to speak encouragement, to be able to speak love, to be able to place our hands, straighten them up by our compassion. That's the beauty that all of us have. And when we are able to understand that and keep that before us, then we're able to walk with the Spirit of God. We're able to to move with the Spirit. 
The scripture says, and this is our prayer, all of us came to church today for this. The Lord will guide you. We all come to church saying, Lord, guide me continually. He will satisfy your needs in parched places. Isn't that beautiful? Your parched places. What are your parched places? What is it that the Lord's longing to satisfy? And he'll make your bones strong. And you'll be like a watered garden, a spring of water whose waters never fail. It's such a beautiful image. It's our mission statement, isn't it? That we will let the Lord guide us continually and satisfy our needs. We will let the Lord make us strong where we think we are weak and make us strengthened for the journey with his waters of life that Henry VI is going to receive in just a few moments. The readings today are powerful readings for all of us to keep our heart in the right place. Our church is a church that is at a good place right now. We're at a healthy place. Oh, it's not without arguing. There's some ruffled feathers in our community. People get hurt. I sometimes step on people's toes. Sometimes people don't like the way I preach. But it's important for us to be able to be a community that walks together. That when those feathers get ruffled, we can come back into what holds us together. We're trying to put our church into action. I believe our work with Camp Abel is a, is a wonderful example of that, isn't it? It comes together so beautifully and it makes such a difference. And we have helped people feel at home in our church. It's not without struggle. Sometimes when Jared shouts out, people get upset. It's difficult. How do you say everyone is welcome? And where do you put limits? I don't see anywhere in the scriptures where Jesus puts limits. So we make room. And it's not always comfortable. It's just the right thing to do. It's like having children in church. They cry. Y'all all heard stories about priests that got mad because the baby was crying and told the parents to get the baby out of here. And we wonder why so many families don't come to church. If you want children in your church, then you take them as they are. You let them cry. You let them be children. Because we're a family. And we don't exclude anyone. We have, this year we're gonna to try to work together to build a house with a habitat. What a beautiful gift that would be. Coming together with different churches for a common good, to help someone we don't even know, to be able to have a, their own house. It's gonna be a, a great venture. And it's gonna be a chance for us to broaden our wings, to be able to work side by side with people from different faith traditions, or some without any faith tradition, to be able to put aside our religious differences and get to the heart of the matter to do good. 
Our church was so fortunate to have Bill Ziegenfuss as our organist. Bill is, is, did a wonderful job with our music and our choir. And he has left a foundation here that's so important for us to build on. But church music is sometimes difficult, isn't it? Because everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants what they want. It's going to be important that we discern this together, where the Spirit is leading us, and how do we build on Bill's foundation going forward. It's going to be important that we are able to listen and are able to, to be able to discern the Holy Spirit. The readings today are powerful. They are challenging us because ugly could sneak up on anybody. People don't plan to be ugly. I don't think so. I don't think people say, you know, when I get older, I'm going to be a mean old grouch. I don't know anybody in kindergarten when they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You never see a kid hang up their head and say, I want to be a mean old grouch. You never hear that. But people can fall into that because it sneaks up on you. You know, the synagogue leader, he was probably a great guy. He dedicated his whole life to trying to study scripture and trying to know what's right and teach people. But boy, did he get lost. It happened to him. It could happen to us. Let us walk humbly with our God. Amen.